We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Hey Insomniacs, welcome to another episode of Can't Sleep, Won't Sleep, MMA Submission, the CSWS MMA Submission, Episode 2. I'm Cameron. I'm Mason. And I'm Matt, and we're back again, guys. Saw dudes and gals, how's it going? Saw Insomniacs, you mean? Saw Insomniacs. You better get those pronouns what's right. What's up? What are, what are they? Zaz, he's, Z's, and... Zims and Zers. Zims and Zers, sorry. How are you doing, Zims and Zers? We didn't mean to misgender any of you. I'm getting a migraine right here. <laughs> nice. Zims and Zers and people who don't subscribe to any typical gender roles. You or can subscribe to Insomniacs. I want you to subscribe to this YouTube channel. Hell yeah. If you've watched our segmented show, I don't know when this is going up. All right. Yeah. This week. You've seen this Wednesday. week. This fucking week. This Cameron. fucking week. All right. Those will, of you who've seen our segmented show, you know we're going for six likes. All right. Okay, six likes. Oh, you're about I to want go. seven likes. <laughs> seven. <laughs> Thank you, Mason. Uh, but as it's always, a, it's, a, it's a passionate statement. We won't call it a plea. <laughs> We're heated, heated. It's hype in here. Yeah. As always, I'm super excited. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every show. Yes, you do. But it's always true. That's what I found out. Because we have a juicy show for you guys. We're going to the. Deepest MMA news. We're going to talk about the most recent card that happened, UFC 220. It was great, man. Holy I shit. fucking loved uh, it. Man, all, the all of the hype trains falling off the trails. Stipe Miocic versus Francis the Predator Ngannou, and then you have Daniel Cormier. What a great Cormier. fucking name. The Predator? I love that fucking it's great. name. It's great. But, but not that scary anymore, though. No. <laughs> but we're not going to give away the milk just yet. We're going to talk about some news first. So what do you got, Mason? All right. So leading us into the show... Um, do you guys remember Robbie Lawler fighting Hafez The Dos fucking Anjos? warrior. Well, yeah, he is a warrior, but f- watching the fight initially, yes. he's leaning against the a- fence the toward the, the end of the fight. Time. Those leg kicks by Dosanjo. It looks like he was doing. It looked like he was doing the rope a dope, but he yeah. never answered back. You no. know what I mean? He was just and getting, everybody was going, "Is he just too old? Yeah. Has he fought too much? Can he not Has do he, this? Can he not do it anymore?" And then Rafael Dos Anjos breaks the record for the longest combination in the UFC landed on an opponent. Yeah. It was he, disgusting. He punched him like, it looked like Mortal Kombat. Yeah, he did. punched him like 27 <laughs> times. In a row. I just pictured the Mortal Kombat soundtrack in the background. Dude, I was literally watching the TV and I was like, just finish him. It was just horrible, man. But then, post-fight, we all find out Robbie was fighting with, I don't know which leg, but one of his knees completely destroyed blown out this motherfucker was like russell crowe in the gladiator acl <laughs> pcl all the l's and does not throw the fucking towel destroyed in. destroyed his his leg useless he should have ripped his own leg off and beat half <laughs> that was the that would have given way. him a better chance exactly. to win it I'm was unreal you, he's a fucking warrior and now did you see it was actually the craziest thing on social media he's already moving in rehab he, he's starting the most aggressive physical therapy. He's posting videos about it, which I I particularly enjoy watching. It's fascinating yeah. to me, but it's just really really cool to see, especially fighters doing physical therapy because that's something I want to get into yeah. personally. This it's fucking just, guy just had like surgeries on four uh, ligaments in his knee and yeah. was on a leg it's a, press. A total blow. Just an absolute madman. I love it. It's meniscus. It's ridiculous. It's just terrible. And this kind of already on a leg press, like Cameron said. But, but the thing is, you, you can't. I just can't. 
All right. I, I sprained my ankle really bad playing football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me just say that. I sprained it. And and they helped me off the field crying. I like, just did this, guys. I, I just I, hurt myself. You know? And, and I think to I myself. I hurt myself getting to the studio. Yeah, and I think to myself. I know that was like the most inappropriate comparison on the face of the earth. I'm like Robbie Lawler. <laughs> but you just think to yourself. I sprained my ankle and it took me six weeks to recover. I'm the same. I hurt my ankle playing football in high school. Yeah. I took me like two months. And this guy doesn't shed a tear when all of the ligaments in his knee are torn. You lose been... his knee and continues to fight and taking the abuse and doesn't say, no much, no more. He doesn't This quit. is exactly why no I'm not a fighter because I'd be screaming at the top of my lungs, my knee! Yeah, yeah no, my min- knee! I'm like, oh, I, I think I could take a couple cuts above the eyebrows. Yeah, no Blood shit. doesn't bother me. No. But if everything in my knee is just chewed up and yeah. grinding. It is. It's done, dude. Basically, he stands on one leg and just gets hammered into the ground. Oh, fuck, dude. You got to be kidding me. And the saddest part is these injuries are somewhat of an epidemic right now. We just watched um, Paige Van Zandt make her debut at 125. Spinning. This you does a spinning fist. Spinning back fist and shatters her ulna on the her Jessica Clark. Jessica Rose Clark. Jessica Rose Clark. Thank you. Destroys her ulna. This outside bone of the forearm. On her fucking forehead. forehead. Yep. Then goes back to the corner, sits down, puts her arms up on her trainer, our coach, and goes, I just broke my arm. And he goes, do you want me to stop it? You know what she says? No. No. And she goes out there and she wins the third round of that fight. She won the third round. That is fucking insane. She's tougher than me. Lost rounds prior to breaking her arm, broke her arm, and then won one round. And then if you look at the x-ray, it's actually fucking disgusting. It's a clean break. It's a clean break. I mean, it was just floating in her arm, guys. She just had surgery. She's apparently doing very well now. Unbelievable. And you want to know how psycho she is? She threw punches with the with arm that, hand. that was yeah. broken. Yes. Hey, man. Hey, fighters. It Stop could've... being so tough. It could have turned into a compound fracture at any time. That's what people don't understand. When you have a floating clean break like that, it, gets... it could push through All it has to do is pass through the, through the skin. That's it. Just like that. Have you ever seen a, a bone outside of the skin? Yes. I almost did when Cyborg caught that flying knee from Michael Venom Page. It is. They are curiously white when you see them outside oh, the, the bone, skin. Oh, the bone, absolutely. It's it's insane. It's like the whitest white you've, you've ever seen. You've been spending a lot of time around bones? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> did you write the you shit out? Because that's a terrible fucking. Oh my god! Here we go again. If he just would have run that by me before the show, he's not running I anything been by like, anybody. I'm just saying. Don't but, say it. It's just Mason confirmed. Spends times with bones. <laughs> I do. My anatomy, my anatomy skeleton. Yeah. We Stutter, call him, stutter we call much him, while you make that statement? We call him Skelly. We call him Skelly at work. Anyway, uh, there have also been a number of shoulder injuries and very, very yes, popular Yes, that's fighters. the other one. Two champions. And actually, this is actually breaking right now. There was actually, it was recorded out of the Albuquerque camp, <laughs> Albuquerque camp of Jackson Wink MMA. John Jones has a deviated septum. You fuck! I believe oh that is the God. case. It is oh just so God. sad that you hear about this. I don't know how it happened. Maybe it occurred in really? training. He has a vastly no, deviated septum. Nobody gets just, a snorting. It's super a snorting, unfortunate. A snorting injury like him, you mean? I just don't know what happened. Maybe like he caught that? an elbow. An elbow. Just, I I wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah. No, he's just did, over there. did he accidentally smack his head on the mirror on the table? He's just uh, fucking snorting creatine. <laughs> That's what he's doing. Let's let's go with the real thing. Demetrius Johnson and Tyron Woodley both underwent. Shoulder, shoulder surgery wow. recently. Torn labrums. 
Torn, torn labrums. Labrums, yeah, you got it. He's a simple boy. We give him blocks to play with. Sandy sells, <laughs> she sells by the seashore. <laughs> oh, wow. But the two champs are actually recovering really yes. well. Tyron Woodley went and did uh, the knee. JRE MMA show. Didn't he, he blew his knee out too, didn't he? Or was no, he MMA? No. Was shoulder. it a shoulder? Shoulder. shoulder. It was shoulder. Labrums. He went in and did the Joe Rogan podcast without a sling on. Perfectly fine. He said he'd been doing aggressive rehab. I thought his was a too. I don't know. All and of then, these fighters, they, they use physical therapy like nothing else, man. DJ was also, like, literally, I think it was, like, two hours after the surgery. They already had him doing physical therapy. Wow. Right, like, literally, six hours. Did he just recently have a, uh, since he won the title back? Sure. Yeah. He underwent soldier surgery. Again? After yeah. the Cody fight? Yeah. Wait, oh Cody fight. Wait, I, Cody fight. Didn't. TJ, not D. Wait. DJ, DJ not, not TJ. TJ. Oh, okay. Demetrius Johnson. Right. Yeah. Did I say TJ? You did. Did you say TJ? Yes, he did. TJ. Oh, yes, he DJ. did. That's my bad. That's I knew why. it was DJ. That's my thing. Yeah, but I you said TJ, and I'm like, did he? He what? has no, no. TJ Dillashaw is actually he's he's, he's focused, doing fine. He's focused he's on focused plastic on surgery DJ. for uh, his nipples. He's got some. We guy. started a GoFundMe. We gotta <laughs> fix them, guys. This is just the it's the worst thing in the UFC oh, right now. Is okay. it gynomastia? He, oh, he's the best. He's that, probably they call that the rock surgery. Bitch tits. Yeah. yeah, he's probably one of the best fighters, <laughs> but has the worst nipples the... in the UFC. I'm sorry, wow. that's not bitch tits though. What, you, what are you looking at, that can? Oh, okay, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, obviously, if I took off my shirt, my nipples would probably be worse than TJ. So I'm not gonna throw shade. But okay, shout moving. out to you, Mister Dillashaw. We're getting out of that we rabbit hole. <laughs> wow. So we'll just go from Rob, Robbie Lawler um, with yeah. the knee to so Paige Van Sant to the arm. Yeah. And now Demetrius Johnson. And Tyron will be with the shoulders. Uh, shoulder surgery. Okay. So now we're going to shift a little bit. This Holy is, crap. The biggest story ever. Ah, everyone's talking about it. Yeah, they are. It's, it's all over the place. Kind of like Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor. How, how many people talked about that forever? So as, yeah, but this as is we know, as we know, Conor McGregor beat Eddie Alvarez for the lightweight title in November of 2016. Yeah, an eon ago. It's like a year. An eon ago. A year I just want to get my Neil deGrasse like Tyson voice back when dinosaurs roamed the earth. That's awesome. It seems it, it seems like it's been a long time. It has been a long time, Mason. Well, he yeah, he's $100 million in the bank, so he just started training again, not... Not too long ago. Yeah, you know, they, he's, they he's saw getting, him at the gym putting his bag down. He's getting back in the gym. All right. He walked through to get water. He just well. got done, uh, you know, waking up in those Gucci pajamas eating pound cake all As day. As you know, the... Because uh, he's balling. Tony Ferguson and Habib yeah. Nurmagomedov well, fight. Habib. Habib. You heard that? Habib. Salam alaikum. Salam Yeah, I'm culturally aware. Anyway, that fight's been announced, right? So now... I really look forward to they that. They don't know what they're fighting for. Yeah, because first he because said... Because Conor has not yet been stripped. Not, it was one of the most bizarre press conferences was, they did for 223. Up. Dana White came out there, said they're fighting for the real belt, but then wouldn't tell anyone anything about Conor being stripped, about why it was the real belt, what circumstances are happening. He literally was turning down questions. Ariel mm-hmm. tried... Ariel Helwani constantly is the, the sacrificial lamb because he asks the hard questions that everyone wants the answers to. And Dana does not want to answer He does not want to answer a thing. And then, and then after the press conference, what happens... Ferguson gets that and he starts on he's Twitter. Pissed. He's pissed. He's like, what the fuck am I fighting for? Yeah. What are we really fighting for? Is it a paycheck? He Is it a belt? He, he does. Well, because Tony you know what? He's K- active. Tony K- and Khabib deserve to know. I mean, these Both guys, of them are active fighters. These guys have massive win streaks and they're they just do. sitting on their hands waiting for Conor to And there are two fighters fight. in their prime that deserve this shot. They deserve the title, whoever wins it. 
Well, uh, now now they're just waiting for Conor McGregor to come back and say whether or not he will fight the winner of this matchup and when he will fight the winner of this matchup. If he doesn't have a decision by April, maybe even March, some people say, I know Brendan Schaub has speculated as to when he has to make this decision, then he'll be stripped if he doesn't make it soon. It's just ridiculous. And then, you know, Tony... Uh, I believe that fight's in April, so they're it's, gonna they're gonna strip Connor with enough time to market this fight as as the real lightweight before, champion. I Can so, I ask a question? I know Cruz was stripped when he was fighting because of the injury. Oh yeah, yeah, Dominic Cruz. How yeah. long was it before he was stripped? Because he had multiple two, really bad injuries. Two, uh, was, two years. Oh, it was two years. Okay, what I thought it was. I, I wasn't sure exactly. It was unfortunate was. with Dom though, because if you look like he got injured the first time and recovered in recovered. a year and a half. And then had a terrible injury leading up to his yeah. next fight. And, and then, then he stripped. Yeah. Oh, okay. He was injured at the end of a fight. All right. Uh, recovered. Fully wondered... recovered. Training camp. And then he tore the other one. So. Okay. I was and then he came back, fought Mizugaki, and tore his knee again. Yeah. Wow. He's been through the ringer. Yeah. And then won the title and just lost it again. Yeah, he just lost to Cody. Right. But now he's dealing with horrible uh, plantar fasciitis. Yeah, that's what I had heard. So he's like crawling. He's gotten Botox in, in his feet. Trying to, yeah, trying, trying to, to deal with that. So he's 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 a lot like Can Velasquez, just completely plagued with um, injuries. Injuries. So yeah. that, that's taking a toll on his body. That's really all his training. So that's what a lot of the media around fighting is is, is buzzing about right now. When Connor will announce who he's going to fight. You know, if he's going to fight the winner of this matchup, if he's going to go to boxing and try to play grab ass with Manny Pacquiao. Like, no one knows what's going on. I'm happen. over that. But here's the problem that I have with the whole thing. This is another thing where Dana White is stringing things out because he doesn't mm -hmm. want to piss off Connor and he doesn't want to piss off this. He wants to walk a tightrope the entire time. He, to be fair, he has to. He's the, no, he's he doesn't. The, yeah, he's the CEO and he, he feels as though it's his responsibility to keep hype alive for multiple avenues. Like He sells fights. He has That's to sell Dana, fights. Dana White is he, the guy who sells yeah. fights to the you UFC. You do not look yeah, but at this him is a, as though he's the orator of truth. This is the real recurring pattern he has where he blatantly ignores the fighter he has in-house doing a great job for the league fighting continuously and he's always worried about what's next he's trying and, to feed cash cows and don't get don't get it twisted. feeding cash cows he's a he's this is a pattern he he, he ignored nunez he ignored stipe he he doesn't really uh go to bat that much for daniel cormier yeah because you have to look at he, when I say feeding cash cows, I thought I was done, but it's okay. look at. I'm just saying, look at every single one of those situations. He's ignoring people to appeal to those who have a bigger draw. He ignored Nunez because Nunez. Yeah, was but fighting. why not throw some throw some uh, advertising and some publicity behind the people because you currently have that have I, belts? I agree with you. He should do that, but that's not the business model they're using. They're trying to build people superstars. Are, they're already trying to build up people who are already famous. Yeah, but he's got superstars there. Stipe, proven superstar. No, Cormier. he's not though. They're not though. Stipe's never been a draw. They're not. They're, they should build that's, them up. That's how they yeah, get but their money. How do you how do you get a draw? Okay, he might not be I Conor McGregor, but if you. you stood behind him and started running some advertising, you started. Uh, uh, but that's not Dana. Dana White does not run the marketing of the but, UFC. But here's the thing. He, but he is. You have to day acknowledge. To day. You have to he's acknowledge. Day to day. No, he's not day to day. That, Dana CEO's White day -day. sells fights. That's what his job is for the UFC. Yep. And you have to admit, he's the best, part of it. He's the best he's doing the best. it. He's not the best. He is the I best disagree. doing it. He is no, the best. It is, it is not his job to make any of those marketing calls 
It's not his job. He's not a matchmaker. It's not. Then then why did he go ahead in a lot of other fights, start talking about the challenger, about they were going to be the next thing, and not not standing there? He's trying to sell the fight because no, he's he's he's, he's already predicting a winner, and I'm glad it blows up in his face on multiple occasions, time and time again. Well, and it continues to blow up in his face. Well, now you're talking about uh, a different issue. Yeah. It's the same thing, though. Because it back the, the U- people who it's were because there. the UFC has tried to make these WWE-esque yeah, storylines. Exactly. But then it, it's not scripted, so shit happens. Like with Robert, Robert Whitaker, Yoel Romero. Everyone expected Yoel Romero to win that fight, and then he didn't. Everyone was like, ah, oh, shit. Bisbing yeah, already ripped up the Cuban flag. What are we going to do now? Or, ex- well, to, to, oh, well, to pick out a more recent example. What you do is you jump example, in behind the people. He put all of his eggs in Francis Ngannou's You basket. bet your ass. Yeah, 100%. And he, he basically might as well come out and said, I put $5 million on Ngannou to win. We're going to get into he that He might as well have. I understand that. And I know I'm jumping the shark here a little bit, but I'm tired of him pulling this shit. You know, you got to love the fucking shit you're with sometimes and start getting behind them and saying, listen, look at the fight. Look at the streaks. We have these two no. amazing fighters no. on. Getting back to Khabib and, you're and Ferguson. We have these two guys on amazing streaks. And you know what the main story is? Why isn't he? Where's Connor? Because Connor, let me spit. Connor sells. If you, if Connor fights, it's a, it's guaranteed a million pay-per-view buys. Tony Ferguson fights. Khabib fights. That's 300, 300 yeah, at best. Two fifty. Khabib's a draw. You're not talking him up in enough. Russia. Khabib's because you're not Wait. talking him up now, enough. Let's get back I, to what you were getting all, mad at. All MMA fans seem to agree that they should be doing that. You, let's get back to what you said. Right? You expected Dana White to. You're expecting too much. I call Dana. Dana White is the Willy Wonka of the UFC. He's the one who creates the magical atmosphere. He's the one who's supposed to tell you uh, regale you I stories. Disagree. He's not the one who's supposed to I keep disagree. the chocolate machines you running. Dis- you no, might disagree. It's Oompa-Loompa's doing that stuff. That is not yeah, but you know what? Uh, uh, Willy Wonka really has Wonka. more control over over the chocolate factory and and he, he's he not talks day-to-day. up the chocolate. He's not day-to-day. Exactly. Uh, he's the one who hypes bullshit. up the chocolate. You might not agree. You're making excuses No, you're not. That's not his role. It is it. The, then why does he take that role for other fighters and not fighters currently having to box? He Let's pushes WME's media agenda. I don't condone. See, you're not answering my question. I my question is. I don't get is your what, question. Here it is. I'll and say it again. And we're really off topic from the. the no, the, we're not. Because I keep. We're talking about the Conor McGregor fight. Uh, or Conor McGregor's belt. But here's the question I have that you guys keep ignoring. Then why does he pick certain other challengers? Let me finish. To talk up, advertise, and, and publicity, uh, uh, start their train and talking about how great they are and they're going to be a worldwide star. And he doesn't do that. And not only talking about Anguano and Stipe, he does Inguano. the same. Anguano. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever. You're going to miss my point. You're not even listening to my No, no, no. Never mind my question. <laughs> no, I got it. I got it. No, I understand what you're saying. You're, get, you're expecting and, and, us to... But does he okay. do that? Yes or no? You're expecting us. To, yes, he does. You're expecting. I don't agree so, with wait, his actions. Pause. You're but, expecting us to ex facto justify Dana White's actions for hyping up certain fighters. We don't get to choose that. That's Dana White's prerogative. We're telling you what his role. Yeah, is. but don't tell me. Don't turn around in We're one breath and tell me. Is. Let me finish. Don't turn around in one breath. Tell me that. Oh, you, trust you, me. I've been letting you finish the majority uh, of this. No, you have. I have been. Okay. My th- okay, I disagree with with what he's doing in general. Okay, you cut th- too much slack. No, I think his role do. should be more th- more of that of a commissioner and advocate for the fighters. You know what I mean? All the fighters, kind of like a Roger Goodell. I know the NFL players hate him, so he's not the best example. But he should be silent. But he he's so 
dedicated and driven to be a superstar himself, he thrusts himself forward making these brash predictions and, and picking sides, which he shouldn't, especially against the champions. You know what yeah. I mean? How Multiple odd, times. I'm just saying, how odd would it be if you saw Roger Goodell being like, you know, I'm really favoring the Patriots going forward. And, uh, we're he gonna, would never do that. We're going to market the Super Bowl, uh, planning would the never Patriots do that. Anyway. to win. Cameron's over this. I look, uh, we, we guess every time we talk about the, I love, every time we bring up the UFC and his marketing, it always turns into, am I wrong? White. Let me tell you why but, but am I wrong? The am I wrong? Am I wrong? No. Is I, he not picking no, certain fighters? No, I think partly to blame is WME. WME takes it back. Oh my God. We'll just okay. cut Dana White all the You're right. Dana White, Dana White controls all of the UFC. You're right. He has his hand Can in every Can he control his pump. mouth? He is, he Can is he his, control his mouth? Is your issue with what he's saying? Yes. Because he doesn't control marketing campaigns. Absolutely not. You're right. And and if you're going to stand up there and talk up one fighter and not another fighter, you cannot turn around and make, make predictions like that when well, he blatantly okay. does. Okay. Well, I, I have to agree with you there. I don't like that he does that. Well, Insomniacs, we seem to be at somewhat of an impasse wow. on Dana White. But this opens up we the can't, forum for you. We can't be passionate. This opens up. This we're trying to reach some wait, common pause. ground. This opens so, okay. up the forum for you guys. You guys can let us know what you think of Comment Dana White section. and how he talks about the Comment fighters. Comment Is he section. making a mistake about hyping up certain fighters instead of other ones? Okay, now we're going to switch. We're going to... You already asked him. I know. Okay. Tell us in the comments below how you feel about Dana White and his actions as the CEO of the UFC. All right? At least seven. So we're going to switch gears now. As you may have heard, okay, Mike Goldberg has left the UFC and gone to Bellator. It's all over. It's all over. Everything else is virtually identical. And he landed on his feet. <laughs> he landed on his feet. He's doing well. Big John McCarthy, one of the most famous referees in Ever. sport, probably the most famous, yeah. is now the in-cage post-fight commentator for Bellator. Huge move for Big John yeah. McCarthy. I'm telling you. Big Very money. happy. Big money. Scott Coker is running yeah. up to all former UFC employees with arms wide open, just meeting them with the Creed He's welcome. Really good moves. All these yeah. money. Really good moves. If, he, if they keep moving like this, Bellator is going to rival they, yeah, I'm they already you. are. That Douglas Lima Roy McDonald fight. That whole card. Wow. Was there. No, no, no. She worries like Jesus fucking. There was Christ. A, there was a Zenu. Wow. I was gonna there. say. What that is was that part thing? of the stuff what I was that talking about. For, what's that baby from Total Recall? Guan, Guado? Guado. Guado. Yeah, he Guado. Guado, Guado on his calf. <laughs> he did. But here's the scary part. They could have zoomed in on that. Here's the scary like, part. How do you feel about the fight? He's he's such a fucking warrior. That happens to his leg, and what does he do? Wins the fucking fight. Douglas Lima hits harder than any welterweight I've seen with a leg kick. His know, leg kicks are so fucking vicious. Well, I mean, look, Who, was look. it Tyron that said that's the hardest kicker? He's no, ever... um, it was um, oh my god, no, uh, it was Ben Askren. Ben Askren oh, said ben Askren. Douglas ben Askren. Lima kicked him one time in a, with a leg kick in their fight, <laughs> and he went to cry, and he couldn't walk right for two, for, weeks. For two weeks. I believe it. Yeah. Look at, but that's the scary part. These guys are so fucking tough. In what? Bellator, he, his, Bellator his, is knocked all the time. I'm sorry to keep cutting you off. Well, we're, my thing is, is we're covering UFC, but we're going to have to start making talking um, about Bellator we're more gonna often. Have to. We're because they're have making to. smart moves they, like this. They get, John they, McCarthy is one of the most knowledgeable men in MMA today. So they with a black belt himself. Yeah. But there's been some transfer, I believe. Jimmy Smith, one of the most popular commentators from Bellator, is now. A part of the UFC brass. Yes. And I know the big man, Joe Rogan, was very happy very with happy. Jimmy Smith coming. Yeah, boy. Jimmy Smith and Joe Rogan have been friends for, for a very long quite time. some time. So. And he's been talking them up ever since. That'll be an interesting interesting dynamic. Maybe we'll get uh, some Jimmy Smith and Joe Rogan commentating side by side uh, against and, and the And you know ring. what? I'll continue to be a fan 
don't ever lose Joe Rogan. You lost you know, Goldberg. One one weird thing. One I day they will lose Joe Rogan. He's talked about this. It. The day is coming where he's going to do fight companions exclusively. Yeah, in the really? Yeah. yeah, definitely. And that's then, a, that's because he talks about his kids are growing up. He wants to be at home more. Yeah, he hates. That's flying. sad because you know what? Uh, part of the reason I started listening to him was one was you guys, but two, I'm jealous. I want Joe Rogan. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, his kids don't need him. We need him. Yeah, because that's why I love watching the fights because hearing his voice just makes it that much better. He's just so knowledgeable and he's so experienced in the uh, in, in commentating. He makes yeah. he makes everything that's happening in the cage so digestible to the layman. It just and that's what works for me. Because to so be honest, well. guys, I didn't know anything and I still don't know anything. But I'm getting better because mm-hmm. I enjoy listening to him. Well, he really he, he's one of the best at it. So he now is. there's Jimmy Smith over. One odd thing that I wanted to point out is I never think that they'll put Jimmy Smith and Joe Rogan cage side because they look very similar. A couple of cue balls. A <laughs> couple of bald guys, you know. Jesus Christ. They'll blind the audience. Yeah, because e- even on the Joe Rogan experience, they pointed out that Jimmy Smith's mother mistook him for Joe Rogan a oh, number that's of times. Hysterical. So they'd be like um, watching a broadcast and be like, oh, look, there you are. But, but to Jimmy, be, Jimmy would have to be like, no, that's Joe Rogan. But to be honest with you, I like the fact that they switch in Cruz and they switch in uh, Daniel. Daniel Cormier. I, I think Cruz is one of those beautiful mind types. Yeah. When it comes to MMA, the way he, he really talks, does. It's so analytical. I wish he would like play around with have Joe you ever Rogan heard a bit him, more. Have you ever heard Cruz talk about footwork? It's next level. It literally sounds like I couldn't understand it. It sounded like a different language where he was like, you know, it's all about the rhythm and the one, two, three. Yeah, and he was like counting out I love steps. When, when Daniel Thug Rose and oh, he was yeah, screaming. Oh, Daniel Cormier, I think, is as good of a commentator as he is a fighter. Which I is do. Saying a I enjoy. He's another guy I really enjoy the and passion. I hope they sign him. Because he's, he's talked a million times about wanting to do that more and more. Well, yeah. I mean, those are some huge co- shifts in commentating. So yes. we'll have to see how big John does. We have to start paying attention to Bellator. Yeah, definitely. So those are some interesting moves going on. Uh, we're going to change gears and talk about Chris Cyborg. Yes. She recently defended her title. A four to fight for the UFC. Four to fight. Uh, the UFC women's featherweight my, title. My keeks. The UFC. Why do I sound French? <laughs> I know. I, sound I don't French know why. Canadian. French. I four to fight. Matt's impression is much better. Yeah. You fucking sucker. I, I, I defended my title. Well, maybe not. <laughs> no. He's got the tongue. He's got the tongue. I defended. I defended my title. Definitely not. No. Ch- full Come on, it's funny. Change it's my roll with it. So Chris Cyborg defended her title against Holly, Holly Holmes. Holmes. Yep. And now there are talks about her fighting Amanda Nunez. Great fight. The 135 pound champion. So how, how do you who, feel about who's it? going up? Who's coming in? Um, I do believe that Amanda would have to meet. Or they do a catch weight? I don't even know. I don't know. Because it hasn't been ironed out, even though Chris Cyborg's management is tweeting about this fight like it's a done deal. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, Chris's boyfriend. Chris <laughs> <laughs> you mean the guy who suffered head trauma? Is a lucky, lucky well, man. Is a, exactly. <laughs> Chris's boyfriend. And she tells him every day. Cyborg, don't hurt me. Yeah. <laughs> what a wonderful couple. Chris Cyborg's boyfriend manages her. her I must <laughs> break you. Yeah. Just to be <laughs> real, a very though. Very happy couple. That's Chris talking about her. Boyfriend. This is the most excited I've been to see two Brazilian women roll around together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Maybe exchange blows. <laughs> I thought first you were going. <laughs> I, I thought you were talking about Chris and her boyfriend. No, I <laughs> no. thought he was talking about two women with Brazilians. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Jesus. Christ. What? We're sorry. <laughs> it was funny. It is good. That's so, what I thought you were going to so say. So Chris's boyfriend is yes. tweeting about this fight like it's a done deal. Wow. I think this is a serious misstep as far as managing Chris goes. Yeah. 
because nothing has been signed. They don't even know if this and is going to happen. And here's the other thing. Fight a few other fighters in your weight class. Make some dough. There are not that many. That's just the thing. Oh, the They're thing? just not a lot of natural 145-pound women. You think they, because they Cyborg, it. Cyborg is one of the few women. She has such an amazing build. She's so freaking athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Some would say manly. Stop. No. See, Stop. see, I'm out How of control. How dare you? How dare you? Can we just say she's a great fighter? I'm the problem. Cis white men. I'm just saying. She's, wow, she's we're bigger, not going there. She's bigger than Frankie Edgar. That's all I'm saying. A lot bigger. Are we going to play this game? Are we going to play this game? But it, she's would, it would look like that that press conference. She could fucking use Frankie, Frankie Edgar as a barbell. Remember when he's sitting there looking up at his next opponent? Who's he fighting next? Max Holloway. He's sitting there going like this. You think that would be yeah. the same image? No, I thought I thought Frankie Edgar was meeting Chris Cyborg, but it was just him doing a stare down against Max Holloway. <laughs> I'm dead serious. It was the. Sh- I saw insane. the fighting poster for that. It was great. I know. It was like a, it looked like a little kid talking to his dad. Yeah. But here's I'm the thing. I'm not mowing the lawn. At the end of the day, Frankie's like four feet two. At he's the end, four yeah. feet tall. At the end of the day, I'm excited. For that fight. But the real question is, who would win, a lioness or a cyborg? Clearly, a cyborg. A cyborg. A cyborg. Just lasers, yeah, I was going to say. You really yeah. think she beats Nunez? Oh. No, no, no. I, I was talking about real An life. Actual I was cyborg. making it silly. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, but, like, t- just speaking about, like, mixed martial arts and, like, actual fighting, yeah. I think cyborg wins that fight for sure. It we'll do, on, we'll do more what, of an analysis of it. We'll do more ana- analysis of it when it becomes official. But that's my pick. Because right now, it's all ethereal. We don't oh, okay. know. In the fight okay. game, these things can fall apart super quickly. I don't know if the fight's going to happen. It's like those much too early well, college we always, football rankings. We, we could always wait to see what Dana decides. But that's my t- <laughs> way too early pick. Chris would win that fight. Okay, I'm excited for it. I hope it let's, does happen. Let's wait and see who Dana says he's going to win. All, all right. right, the next thing we're going to be talking about, MMA Fighting just released their 2017 Fight of the Year. It was Justin Gaethje and Michael Johnson. Ta-da. Did you guys see that fight? No. Holy shit. It was such a good fight, fight, and here's why I'll tell you why. What UFC number was that? Pretty sure it was a fight night. It was a fight. It was a fight night. Gaethje, yeah, I think they were the headliner. Yeah, they were. So Gaethje is such an interesting fighter because he is the most hard I've ever seen inside the octagon, only rivaled by that of Darren Elkins, who I'm pretty sure used Rory his... McDonald. Oh, oh he's yeah, up there. Yeah, that is true. Oh, Robbie Lawler. Robbie oh, Lawler. They all have great hearts. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say... He's going to be one of those guys. They're all so You're tough. right. They're I forgot. Tough. But here's Page the thing. Page Van Everybody in the UFC is But tough. here's the thing. Justin Gaethje, like Darren Elkins, uses his head as a mitt to catch his opponent's punches. And yeah. then walks through them and beats them. It's now, pretty spectacular. Lawler did that. A lot, of people, a lot of fighters tend to parry punches. You know, parrying, catching the punches Gaethje with their gloves. Gaethje just catches them in his face. <laughs> he tries to move his face and be like, ah, bitch. Oh, God. He tries to get his opponents to break their hands yes. on his forehead. Get tired. To get tired. Tired by punching me in the head. But Michael Johnson actually had him in tr- so much trouble in this fight. Rocked him a couple of times. And then wilted like a peace lily that didn't have water. Wow. <laughs> That's endurance. And Jay Gaethje just showed amazing heart. Overwhelming. And then he overwhelming. just overwhelmed this man. And then need him aggressively to the face to end the fight. He need him right in his third eye, dude. Knocked wow. him the fuck out. Holy That's fucking That's intimidating. Sh- I don't want to watch sensational. that fight. I have to check it out on YouTube. So It'll be posted. It'll be posted illegally, no doubt. Absolutely. Of course. Of course. As they are. But, you know, Gaethje, uh, here's the sad part, dude. I wish the mo- more people were talking about Alvarez Gaethje. Which I think was an even better fight. You know, that's one of the most badass fights because they were fighting for the title of the most violent man in the UFC. Really? Yeah, and Eddie Alvarez, violent. I'll never talk shit on Eddie Alvarez. I know I've said some controversial things about him before. 
Oh, and you roll your eyes at me about Dana White. I will never talk shit about Alvarez again after that fight. Because Have you he, seen that fight? No. Ah, oh, fuck, man. That fight was ridiculous. It looks like he had a broken jaw. Do you know how, um, fuck, Gaethje need uh, Michael Johnson in his third eye? And he was like, ah, I like that move. I'm going to do it to you. Flying knee to your fucking Oh, is that the one where he knocked him out? Yeah, he yeah. finished him in the fifth yes. round. I think I yeah. did see And that. then Gaethje posted on Instagram like four seconds later, still concussed his shit. And he was like, you were the better man for like 10 seconds or something. And for he 10 seconds? Yeah. That's all it takes. And he said he'd be back. So That's all it takes. It was an amazing fight. I hope he takes uh, some extra time off and comes back strong. Next, yeah. we're going to get... When we have an MMA submission, of course... You know what name is probably going to show up in every episode, and that's McGregor. Well, he's you the know, biggest guy. He, he's just he's just he is. He's a, world, right now. he's a worldwide star, and probably Dana White because with we know, right with and he deserves all of it. And Dana White is probably right behind him with the second biggest personality in the fight game, other uh, other than analysts, because then you go Rogan and Chobb. You have those guys, but I'm talking about internal at the UFC. White and McGregor are probably the two. Biggest Nobody makes predictions like Dana. So Dana Dana White was actually getting in hot water with Showtime Boxing. Yes. Because he's been uh, exposing... Uh, Twisting the truth. Expelling this myth. Twisting. That uh, the main... The money fight, Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather, was, was the, the number one pay-per-view event of all time. And that yeah. is fake news. It's not true. It's, it's not true. It's an alternative fact. They've tallied, they've tallied all of the numbers. Yes, they've they have. added everything up. Even with the most generous accreditations and yeah. estimations because it's difficult to get a, a good because some places assessment. buy the bulk pay-per-view and yes. distribute it to their citizens yes they do so Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather had 4.6 million pay-per-view buys which is outrageous insane. outrageous but Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather came in second place with an estimated 4.3 million pay-per-view buys which is disgusting so 4.3 is really less than 4.6 but to be fair that no, there's no disputing that it's not the highest pay-per-view, the highest grossing pay-per-view event of all time, as Dana White may claim. But to Conor McGregor's credit, um, that site, that fight was being streamed to over a million people illegally. There was a large there was a large, large portion Boy, of people. Do you guys, are you, you are actually part of the Dana White class. I'm not talking about Did Dana White. Did you sit on that? On I'm that, tipping my that, cap to on that business to, class. No, 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 no. We're tipping our cats to the Conor Pirates. McGregor <laughs> and Floyd Mayweather because you guys are such fanboys. No, I, what? You got to respect. Is there a Dana White tattoo due. on your arm there? No, it's on my ass cheek. I was oh. gonna say no. It's right above my ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's so of they course. know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> but but seriously though, unbelievable! You fucking do. An you incredible always, amount of people make were streaming that fight. Of course, people so are always streaming. I the bet fights. that it was you the most. Get over that. I, I bet it was the most viewed fight of all time. But definitely. But that's not the, not the statement he made. And then when he was called on his shit, well, he we're got just, upset. I'm just, we just included this in the show to fact check Dana White. You're off on this one. And I believe Connor's made that claim as well. Yeah, but then you turn around and go, he's well, off he, too. You could be right uh, in another way. No. Yeah, you I, could be right in another way. If you were to say my fight was the most watched of all time, it's not the highest pay-per-view buy. We just misunderstood course, yeah. exactly every syllable that came out of your mouth, Dana. Oh, you know what? 
Fooey. We should just call this the Dana White Show. It's just not say. that way. I mean, you guys got to stop making excuses uh, and talking about what's We're going to arrange a boxing fight between... No, no, no. You guys have to have an old Southern duel where you draw flintlock pistols. Fuck you. Old Southern duel. <laughs> and when it jams, you have to fucking club yeah. each other. <laughs> you know what? Uh, give me a year to get in shape. Let okay. me quit both Dana White, my jobs. Dana White box. He's pretty I, I didn't say he's not in shape. He probably would That men's man. health he article? was. Not anymore. Yeah. $400 million to do that to you. I was going to say, dude, are you kidding me? You 360. Who are you, Dana White? No, he had 40 million saved up. You think I'd look like Gianna Luki Vachi if I had that much money? No, I'd look right. like Dana That's White. That's a random poll. Nah, so we're going to go back. a bunch of trainers and shit. Anyway, we'll do a recap of the two title fights from UFC 220. Unbelievable. Start with the coming. Okay, Daniel, Daniel Cormier, Cormier versus Vulcan Uzdemir. Uzdemir, not Uzdemir. Uzdemir. Hands of dynamite. No dynamite. No time. No time, Uzdemir. This was actually an interesting fight because I didn't know what was going to happen. I I likely I predicted what it really was. And what it was was it was it was like uh, DC Rumble, only quicker. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty much what it was. It yeah. was a young guy. We saw in Vulcan Uzdemir. Ten years difference in age. We saw in Vulcan Uzdemir a young guy and a possible future champion. Exactly. He yes. showed exactly where his weaknesses were. No one can out-wrestle Daniel Cormier no. in that division. It is no. disgusting the level of takedown he has. He is an Olympian. Granted, Vulcan came out there. He threw hard like he said he was going to. The thing that really baffled me is Vulcan Uzdemir is a professional fighter. It is his job to prepare and fight Another grown man in a cage. And once he was taken to the ground, it looked like he was lost. He withered. It looked like he was lost. Yeah, but the, here's but the scary part. But against Daniel Cormier, here's, it's here's hard not to look like exactly. Yeah, but here's the scary That's part. That's what I'm saying is so amazing. When they were standing for the first couple minutes of the fight, Daniel was going hand-to-hand with him, and he was landing some shots. Ozdemir landed a few as well. Yeah, but... but- Daniel's Corm- not Cormier was getting the better of the stand-up once. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. He did. Later in the round. Later, I was just about I was to gonna say, say. In the opening two minutes, it was all oozed I, I was just about to say, he was getting the better of it later in the round. Once you didn't think he landed some jabs and some punches? I just him. said I, we just the okay. first two Toward minutes the, of the round. Tor- as the round, just making sure. Are you okay. Okay. okay? Just making sure. <laughs> okay. As the round progressed, okay, Daniel. Once he realized, Daniel, who's Daniel? I mean, I'm sorry, Daniel. Okay. <laughs> Once the once Uzdemir realized that the threat of the takedown was very real. Uh, he, uh, when he was on his back? <laughs> I've fallen and I can't get up. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> <laughs> he held him down in a cross and proceeded to punch the living shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was bad. <laughs> I, I, how often? And I'll tell you what. The bell saved him in the first. Yeah, that choke was deep. He had the choke. He, he would have choked did. his ass out right there. Um, Vulcan, I think, though, he's going to grow from this. this is, and like Daniel Cormier talked to him backstage. You mean he's only going to get better from from being... He didn't get, okay, yeah. no, yeah. He fought for the title at, like uh, within no, his no, like, first year and a half of yeah. being in the EOC. It's incredible. You I, see the rise I, no, that he's no. had? No, no, I agree. But and I this mean, is not diminishing him. This is praising Daniel Cormier thank you. and his elite level of grappling. It's there you go. Level. That's what I wanted to hear. Do you see punches? Like submit, like finishing people with punches when they're it's like stuck in positions like that. Oh my gosh! Like you, you saw that in Ronda Rousey when she when she landed a, a hip toss. Yeah. Leslie Smith. Yeah, it was holding the girl and punching her in the face, face. over and over again. But to hold someone in a crucifix and and finish them like that, <laughs> and the ref had to step in and go, "Oh my God, you're gonna kill him." Yeah, that's that's unreal. That's you know, Daniel Cormier. It's the funniest thing because everyone who fights him. Says like, oh, yo, you're not big. You're not intimidating. Yes. You know? and he's like, you know what? I got the straight up dad bod and I'm still going to kick And you know what the funniest part is? He made the announcement that like uh, when he gets up and he weighs in, everybody gives a round of applause. And he's like, listen, guys, I'm supposed to make weight. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's okay. You don't have to applaud. This is my job. I'm here to that's make a, weight. That's a super tough weight. It is for him to make. Because he's he all about weight. that cake and chicken. Oh and my power god, too. I love that meme. That, Where he you know, that, that was the funniest by the shit. Every t- I still have it on my phone. Where I he's dancing and a cupcakes. Because he ever. blows up in that offseason. I love that. But no, man. dude, he's but the he's... most dangerous 205 pounder on the 205 pounder in the world, not named John Jones. Yes. But John Jones is still recovering from that deviated septum, so we're gonna give him some time. He can't keep his shit together. Yeah, we're you know around much, four years I, off. You know what? I, I think it's gonna be a lifetime recovery. Yeah, I bet. I no, bet. He'll be back. It'll be a lifetime because he Johnny stop Bones is coming. That, nope. <laughs> that crack rock, the Devil's Dust. Anyway, <laughs> Devil's Dandruff. As they say. But that was an incredible fight, and I'm happy for him. Now, and, and here's the scary part: he was he had first time he had his kids there, and they got to see him fight because he's never had his kids there. He got kicked in the fucking face against John Jones. No, or, he, or his, this time his kids weren't there. They were never allowed to fight before. This is the first time he's ever had his younger kids. Probably because oh, he knew he was going to win that shit. And, 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 well, <laughs> he was like, that, "I'm fighting Vulcan well, Uzdemir." Not he's only like, that, let's bring my kids. Well, not only that, because he made the announcement that in 2019 he will be retiring. So 2018, this is the officially the last. He should. Year. He's done everything, and, and he except said, be John Jones. That's not going to happen. But that's not his fault. I, uh, losing to John Jones was You mean his losing to somebody on coke and steroids? Oh, okay. Okay, it's, it's hard. We'll see what the investigation uh, finds. Coke and steroids and okay. Viagra. We shall see. Hey guys, it Matt's, did. Matt's a USADA agent. I was going to say, wait, we got Jeff Nowitzki <laughs> back you don't, here. You don't really need the golden snitch. You just have me telling you what the golden snitch said and USADA, and they said he was on coke, we'll Viagra, we'll Jeff Nowitzki and was, steroids. Jeff Nowitzki was so triggered about his uh, nickname of the golden oh, snitch. Oh, he was Because apparently the he's a fighter advocate oh. for USADA. Yeah. And now he's like, oh, it's hard to, for fighters to trust me and when I'm nicknamed the golden snitch. Brennan Trump, Trump gave, gave him that name. Nickname. And he's like, yeah, thank, thank your it's buddy for it. and it's hilarious. It is. And it really bothers him. But I, I will say again, I'm happy for the guy. I hope he goes into announcing, and he's he's a great star to have. Absolutely. All right, let's move to the main event. Stipe Miocic um, versus Francis Have Viano. you ever seen the movie Nonstop? No. Because the train is off the rails. Someone save us. It was terrible. The, the hype train? African uh, legend like, from Cameroon. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Are you reading from Daniel? Uh, from, from Dana's Daniels? script again? Not Daniel's. No. Dana. Dana White's script Dana, again? Dana, just have to make sure you get the insult right. Yeah. <laughs> and I did. I corrected I myself to get it right. Are you reading Let me finish. Dana White's exact First Twitter? of all, I'm saying something that's against what Dana White was uh, promulgating, so check yourself. Anyway. I did check myself. So the African legend from Cameroon has been exposed by Stipe Miocic, the powerful champion. He made the wonderful wonderful decision to do absolutely no boxing. This I mean, is no, actually wrestling. a scandal yeah. happening right now. And apparently because boxing because his striking His grappling rough. coach had said like he had only done like a couple of practices beforehand. He didn't want to learn any technique. He was just powering out of positions. Who? For Nagano and didn't Nagano. do any wrestling in camp. Oh, there. Guess what? It should. It showed. It show. And Stipe, but don't, let's not downplay the achievement of Stipe. At 100%. With how much negative marketing was going against Stipe in this fight? From every angle. Literally, they his- said. Uh, Francis Nagano is the scariest man on the planet. And who man stands alive. And who stands in his way? And who stands in his way? The fucking champion. What of do the you world. mean? I, I was the guy watching owning the belt. It was really. It was I was watching the lead me. up, yeah. and I'm like, "This is a guy who's come to bat for you, who's been a very active fighter as a heavyweight, which is hard as fuck to do." And, and you respectable guys, champion. And he, you guys both know champion. how often I have not stood in his corner. Yeah, I did not care. You were for never him. a big Stipe fan. Nope. But you know what turned me into it? The fact that he weathered the fucking storm. That he stood in there, fought his fight, beat the shit out of Nagano. Sh- exactly. Won all five rounds. 
I freaking I love that. I can't believe they, they gave him like a 10-8 round in the fourth he round. He was the underdog walking into that fight, which is just bizarre to me. Just uh, my thing is it's it's bizarre to me too because well um I I believe that Francis only escaped the first round one other time. He like he's never seen uh, the, the, this the, level of the third round. Yeah. He's never even. I, and I think Stipe, I think he was a state champ wrestler or something. Well, like that. Division one wrestler in we, college. We had a lot of questions answered. Oh, sure. Uh, it just, I, you always were wondering, like, can Francis stop the takedown? How will his gas tank do? It turns out horribly, not well. <laughs> you had Brendan Schaub coining the, there's the fucking hilarious joke. It was a great meme of trollery where he was like, apparently the UFC Performance Institute doesn't have a treadmill or a wrestling room. Wow, which was the said? funniest shit. But you know what? You can't argue with the statement. Hey, man, don't just hit mitts in your camp when you're going to be fighting a monster in T.B. Miocic when you know he's going to try to take you down. Cameron still has more faith in Francis than I do. He's not wrestled at all. He, I think Francis... Yeah, but it's called MMA. Exactly. Yeah. He's the definition of a one-dimensional fighter. I think, and the one thing he does have isn't that good is striking. No. He's literally scary and has crazy power. And that's I think it. we will see Francis Ngannou again challenging for the title. Oh, I'm not debating I that. disagree. You, don't, you think he's done. Think he he thinks he will not get another shot I at the title. I think that he will sink down to like fifth in the world, sixth in the world, oh, and he will stay there for the rest of his career. So you think he's exposed? Oh, no doubt. So everybody this who is, fights this is a perfect out. blueprint for people to fight. Uh, him I don't know if any other fighter can withstand the storm like Stipe did. I disagree. I, all you have to do is head movement, circle away, shoot for a shot. Um, tell I'm that breaking to, it down. Hey, really quick. Like, I'm gonna. Fight. I was gonna say. <laughs> yeah. Hey, really quick. I'm thinking to myself, um, you made that sound easy. Um, and Stipe did really. Can, I mean, it was a tough fight. Mason, can you tell but that he to did control him the entire Curtis time. Blades? Anthony Hamilton, Andre Arlovsky, and Alistair Overeem. Well, Andre Arlovsky. Because apparently they forgot where he was going while they were taking him to the stadium. Mason, I just, because I have a question. Who? How come? Andre Arlovsky. How come they didn't use head movement? Oh, wait, they tried. And they got yeah, their head knocked are, are off any their of fucking those guys shoulders. Wrestlers, no. On the level um, of Curtis Steve Blades, is Curtis a, Blades is a pretty was. good wrestler. And he took uh, Nagano down before. Definitely, definitely not. Alistair was no. done. But let's not let's not pretend that Nagano's not a challenger. It's just once oh, again, yeah. like like we did with Vulcan in DC. You're done if, with if you think wait, that wait, he'll wait, be wait, 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 Doom or Kane Velasquez, I want to see those fights. I'd love to see those two fights, bitch. I would let me finish. No, there's no point you could make. No, because okay, because this fight is not about putting down the challenger. It's about commemorating the champion. The, I don't. Think I've this already is, commemorated the champion. Wait, I've already. I don't think this was about Francis sucking, although he did have a massive hole in his game. I think this was more about expert game plan by Stipe. And all star heart and cardio. It was. I it did. was. It was a great. It was the a work great rate of Stipe of in these rounds was insane. Yes. And to pretend very well. Right. And to pretend like it was don't, no don't, challenge yeah. throughout the no, no, entire no, no, fight. No. Francis was dangerous up until the end of the fight. Don't mis- don't mistake me. It's not yeah. easy. There's just a gaping hole in okay. Francis's game. Or maybe it's a gaping well, hole because he he went against Stipe. We were really no. Into- he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not. He has not wrestled. Yeah, but my point is, again, he's went against other people who have had some skill, but nobody at the level of Stipe, and that's the reason he has He's not fought any any high-level wrestlers or people who are, are notoriously good on the ground. We we will see Until in the Stipe. future. We will see in the future. Hence the way the fight went. I know that I'm not going to let Mason uh, totally downplay Ningano. I know he'll be back, but I'm saying Stipe Miocic 
I'm going to throw down this gauntlet, and this is going to be controversial. We're not going to discuss it now. We'll discuss it on a later podcast. I just want to put this out there for you guys to comment on. What? I think Stipe will retire the champion. As the champion? I think he will as well. When do you you think he's going to retire? That's the biggest question. I think after he beats Kane and Verdum again, he will... He'll walk away? No. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, but he's gotten shitty contracts from the UFC, and that's one of his bitches. Well, I mean, he's the heavyweight champion of the world. He yeah, deserves more than seven hundred thousand dollars a fight. When he's making less than Alistair Overeem per fight, yeah, I think that's a problem. I agree. Anyway, UFC and who's responsible for the contracts? UFC two twenty, Dana White. <laughs> UFC two twenty was an amazing event. It was. It was. Awesome. I think it was purely spectacular. It was just. It was such a hyped up. It felt like the Super Bowl for me. I was on the edge of my seat the entire both time. I was fights. too. I was I like, oh great. shit! Especially yeah, when Stipe got rocked in the third. I was like, oh my god, this guy's still dangerous. Even though he was completely exhausted, yeah, he's still dangerous. Think he is because if he had landed one of those upper hooks or upper one upper hooks, upper upper. Uppercut. uppercut, uppercut. Sorry, wow, you guys. <laughs> these upper hooks. Tough, you gotta watch out for these vicious tough, upper hooks. It's a tough room, guys. It'd be different. If that's you're, a, that's you know be, what? Nobody could sit in here with these two. That's gonna be a T-shirt when we release our merch. <laughs> vicious upper hooks. <laughs> wow. That's that's. that's I want to get a pocket shirt that just says upper hook on a little pocket. <laughs> That's going to be our first MMA oh. submission t-shirt. It's going to be Vicious yeah, Upper Hooks. Yeah, Vicious Upper Hooks. Speaking of Dana upper White, cut, sorry. he actually donated some money to a Thai fighter whose child had a congenital condition, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. She had a liver disease or heart disease. And he paid for the entire operation. He paid for that. This was around like three or four years ago, and it turns out that she is completely fine now. Her life's been really well established. This is something where we can pat him on the back yeah, I for I doing a good like. job. Dana, I, I, I do shit on you a lot, but you know what, boot, dude? Great job. Yeah, boot. Yeah, boot. Yeah, boo. You're killing it, man. <laughs> he was going to say You were boo. just killing me. He was going to say boo, but he put it together with the dude. <laughs> you did a great Rural job, room. Now, continuing, continuing on some great of job, the, the... Now we're on the back nine of news. I'm going to hit you up with this. MMA Fighting has released their 2017 Fire of the Year, Max Holloway, the 145-pound champ. UFC, Uai, he's the campaigner for that. He's been asking for that shit forever. But, you know, this guy has been the most consistent... Most well-rounded, most active champion I can remember. He's he's vicious, man. This he guy, is. this this guy is fiercely confident, amazing in the stand-up, adaptive jujitsu, great wrestling. His pressure is unreal. Too. What more can you say? I about I love this when guy? he points to the ground and stands there and just goes against Ricardo Lamas. Oh my gosh, yeah. that was awesome. Pointing to the ground, and he stood there and just stood went, there. They went punch for swinging. That was awesome. Just absolutely amazing. Hats off to Max Holloway. Yep. And I hope you eventually get UFC Hawaii, brother. Yeah. Uh, I'm hip. Yeah, you are. That was good, man. Hey, guys. Hey, Yancey Medeiros, invite me to your next fight. <laughs> Rose Namajunas and Francis Ngannou won co-breakout fighter of the year. Hey, man. That's because Francis Ngannou, before Stipe, was breaking through all these motherfuckers' chins, dude. I'm telling you. He was exposing the heavyweight division. I don't think... If you're going to make any argument diminishing Francis Ngannou, you would talk about how the UFC heavyweight roster is mainly filled with pre-geriatrics. Wow. No, shit, they are. I really? agree with you. And I know that's a controversial... Obviously, I'm being inflammatory. Then, then can I ask a question? What? All right. Bellator is having a heavyweight fight-off. Grand Prix? Oh, Grand that's Prix. a shit Those show. guys are even more... They're actual geriatrics. <laughs> yeah, that's a shit okay. show, man. I no offense. No offense to... I was just asking... All these guys... 
well, you have to understand. We're saying this. So out where's of, like, all the young love. talent? We're saying this out of love for the sport. They get knocked out by the pre-geriatrics. So yeah. where's all the young talent? There's they're they're there developing okay. talent. Curtis Blades. Ninganu. They're on their way up. They're on their way. Derek Lewis. Like, they're guys who are middle. They're trying. They're they're picking it up. It just up. so happens that the top five have been around for a while. And they've been beating the guys that are coming on up. So, obviously, I always say it out of love. We, we like to be provocative on this show. All right? So, fighters, please don't at me. We're just playing around. Pre-geriatric, though. That's not. <laughs> they're old. How that's, old is they're pretty He's old. not 40. All right, we're not talking about Stipe. Stipe is the best. We're talking about the, the, the division, the division in, general. in general. Yeah, because See, about- Cormier said the same thing. Because usually, when you go between uh, the top five or even four, if you, once you go past four, there's a big difference. Past, I'd say past six, to be honest, because in two hundred five. Oh no, no, no! Two hundred five is looking pretty barren as well. Yeah, but that's honest. what Cormier was saying. He's just not. He understood what he was going to go he into. He really doesn't have any fights left. And if 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 I had to bet, I think that uh, Brendan Shaw laid out this game plan. I'm not going to treat it as though it's my own. I think he should move up to heavyweight and fight Stipe. Fight Stipe. In the well, he already fight. said here. Well, that's was proposed by Dana White that night, and Dane Cormier already said that he will not do that. Because, no, no, because he said, uh, "What's his name? Cain Velasquez coming back from the injury, heavyweight." Yeah, but he's not no, going to fight fi- Stipe right away. Yeah, but this is this is the quote he said that uh, Cain Velasquez actually showed up that week and helped him cut the rest of his weight to make weight. And they're on the same team together. Mm-hmm. They fight and train together. And he will never fight heavyweight until Cain Velasquez actually gets his shot to champion first. Uh, a- I'm telling you that's what he said. He said it at the a press conference that night after I, the fight. I think Cain should have the super fight with Stipe, win, lose, or draw, retire. And then if he wins the belt, he can vacate it and let Kane fight a warm-up fight before facing the champion. And then once once Cormier has already fought Stipe, uh, he could like regardless of where the belt situation is, he Cormier will have vacated it, so he will never run into his teammate. Right. And, I then, see and then Kane can fight for the vacated belt, or if Stipe wins, he could fight. That's Stipe. A, and that would be an incredible fight. Stipe. I don't, Stipe know, what would I yeah. no I don't know what would happen. To be I don't know what would happen. I'd probably be pulling for my boy Stipe, though. I have no it idea. Be, I have no clue. It would be an interesting fight. No That's fascinating. I have no idea. But and for people who are unaware, Daniel Cormier fought at heightweight much earlier in his career, went undefeated, undefeated. force champion. I think twelve times. He's he's an amazing he was twelve fighter, and zero so. or something like that. They and were you know talking the gr- about that. Do you know the grossest thing? What? Daniel Cormier is like five nine, five ten. Maybe five nine in shoes, bro. In shoes, in shoes. yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's I think true. Stipe is six four. I six, think four. I'd be looking, all of six four. It's crazy that I think I'd be looking Daniel Cormier in the eye. Yeah, no, he could true. literally. I think he could rip my body in half, like in Mortal Kombat. Yes, but he's just as tall as you. And then he's fighting people who are like half a foot. Did you see Volkanos here? There's a solid foot over this dude. Not obviously. I'm being hyperbolic, but well, what, when seven fought, inches. I think it was like something ridiculous. Volkanosmir is like six three. Yeah. He fought that other guy from not Sweden, Norway. Oh, Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Alexander Gustafsson. Way taller. Six foot six. Six six. He's six six. He's six six. I think so. And the disparaging in height was just. Yeah, the disparity is gross. Maybe six four. I think he's six four because he's not tall. All I know is he he picked him up. John Jones. He picked him up and threw him. Clean your shit up. I'm looking for you. John's like what? (laughs) (laughs) Cut the shit out, man. I got, I'm, I'm trying busy. to He's find like, Jesus. I'm getting, I'm getting I'm paranoid. I'm trying busy. to find Jesus and raise my kids, man. All right, so what's next? And by by Jesus, he means Jesus' dealer. Yeah, no kidding. Jesus! Who's next? next. 
Who do you guys think is the greatest heavyweight of all time? Before we move, Before on, we move on? away from that. <coughs> Uh, in MMA. Or yeah, not boxing. Not pre, boxing. pre, are we talking about including pride? Fuck no, dude. Okay. Then Fedor's out. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Okay, let's talk about UFC then. If I had to say, you know, obviously the argument's going to be Kane Verdum uh, or, or Stipe, right? Mm-hmm. That's uh, it's going to be the big three. I mean, maybe Brock Lesnar. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Help if me, you. Please. No. And that was already brought up too. Did you know that was brought up the, at the post fight conference too? Would you fight? Brock Lesnar, who? So one of the uh, one of the um, reporters asked Stipe that night. Ah, oh, Stipe would fuck Brock up, dude. Brock, Brock's on He's a those. Steroid freak. Freak. You know what's a great matchup? Steroid. Freak. Francis Ngannou versus Brock Lesnar. Steroid freeze. That's a no, because, because no, we need Brock to get Lesnar we need to get Ngannou on the shit though. That's what we need. No. Yeah, if I want to see both their steroid levels or their <laughs> testosterone levels the same, and they, then they'll fight. They both need to go to Ryzen, and then it's just Bane versus Bane. <laughs> Just fucking, they just yeah. walk in there with venom tanks on their back. Just slapping each other with fucking muscly pool noodles. They can't even see over their fucking tits. They're just... <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Anyway, who do you think is... <laughs> who do you think is the best? I think that if I had to throw it on the gauntlet, it's Stipe. It's Stipe. He's fought such I a high really level seen, of talent. He's ended those. them inside the ring. Granted, Kane... Uh, do, here's the thing I think Stipe is the best with the accolades but I don't think anyone beats pre-injury Kane I don't think anyone beats a prime Kane but the problem is prime, prime Kane, Kane existed for like three one, months yeah he's like That's one it. fight he gets injured what, he, he lasted for didn't he fight he fought Brock and Brock was the only fight that Junior I Dos Santos. Junior Dos Santos oh that trilogy okay after that there's no more primetime Kane those were like the, the that was our prime Kane that I think could beat anyone but now you're talking about in the accolades and current Kane. I don't think current Kane beats Stipe. Coming back, I don't think he does either. At a, with how many surgeries he's had and invasive spine surgeries. Wow. The, and, and they prevent should him. not be doing this. No. The rehab from that alone is insane. Is insane. No, he to needs come back to and fight at a high level. Granted, he looked amazing against Travis Brown, but people have been looking great against Travis Brown since 2015. <laughs> I'm just going to throw that he's out. A, he's a shell of himself. Yeah, I was going to say, oh, man, Travis Brown, please don't add us. I'm sorry. Don't kill me. <laughs> what? He's fucking around. We're sorry, man. Hapa, but let's Fucking around. They're married, but still. I don't know. I, stay, I think it's Stipe, too. I haven't seen him fight anybody else. I mean, I haven't seen those other guys fight. Don't so sleep on Verdum, though. That's one thing I'm saying. Yeah. Even though I say Stipe and Kane, I'd go with Stipe, Kane. Verdum's right there, bro. And you got to be is. really careful. Yes. Because yeah. he, he could come back and beat Stipe. We have to be careful. Seriously. I, I think if Had any they fighter before, yes. yes, in Brazil, that's how Stipe won the title. He knocked oh, okay. him out in Brazil with a glancing hook. Because I mean, Verdum ran. He ran. Full speed he doesn't do Stipe. that. I think. He, I think a, he a talked jab, about. He got hyped up I on think the a jab. Hurt him, and then he was like freaking the fuck out and oh, just really? decided to sprint at him. Got knocked out when you do that. But I think if any heavyweight fighter has a chance of being the champion, it's Verdum. 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 Verdum and then not that ma- like not that many there's, now. There's nobody else really. Well, he'll hang uh, you know I would love while. to see my black beast boy, Derek, Derek Lewis, Lewis the black beast. I'd love to see him win. Yeah, he's a monster. But you know he's he's so funny. He's so funny on social media. I love if you guys. If you guys want to see a funny fighters page, you gotta check out Derek Lewis. It, I think hilarious. it's at Black Beast UFC, and he's just actually fucking hilarious. He's hilarious. All right, well, we're going to wrap up with this final story. I'm not particularly familiar with this fighter, but 
Nevertheless, she's I've in seen the news. Fight, yeah. You've seen her fight? Yes. Amanda Rebus, women's strawweight fighter, has been suspended for two years by USADA. Before her US de- UFC debut, Rebus tested positive for anabolic agents in her test sample. So they gave her the maximum sanction. Two, two years. years. Again. I think if there are aggravating factors, it can be up to four, but this is her first time testing positive. Yeah. So. Oh, my God. Anabolic agents sounds like a, a carnival strongman duo. I just couldn't stop laughing inside <laughs> when you were like, anabolic agents. Anabolic agents. Yeah, but she was taking the steroids. Yeah. Hey, man. You saw that. Strawweight's what? 115? And, dude, yeah. two years is no is no little slap on the wrist. No. That's a full backhand. And you know what? I like it. Get the fucking cheaters out of the sport. I agree. I agree. That's what they're there for, man. If you're getting caught doing anabolics, especially ones that have a minimum two-year suspension, first-time abuser, you were doing some shit that you should not have been doing. <laughs> Brock Lesnar. Okay. That's different. <laughs> that's a story. We had, to see, we had to see Brock. Uh, really? Did dude, we have to? And plus, come on, dude. You could see the fucking needle marks on him when he weighed in. Let's, <laughs> it's just crazy. Let's not, it's just really pale. And he tests positive, and then they still let the fight go on. But he just can't get over that. Amanda, more kind, man. hopefully, I hope this is a huge misunderstanding, Amanda. Otherwise, you're a fucking cheater. And there's no misunderstanding. There's no misunderstanding. She tested positive by yourself. It seems pretty, it seems pretty black and white. Yeah, I mean, did, did you want me it. to hold the paper over here so you can read a little bit better? Yeah, yeah, you should. <laughs> can I see it? Can I see it in fact? Uh, let me... No, no. no, let me see it. I just no, want to... I just want to make sure you can okay. see it. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I'll tell you what he's going to do. Just because... Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, here's the thing, right? We'll see you in two years, man. We need to get... Yeah. We need to get cheaters out of the sport. And if it's Jeff Nowitzki that's going to do it, or USADA, I'm all for it, man. Get them out. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't cheat. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. Especially in a sport where you're punching people in the face. And causing severe damage. You're taking their health. Yes, you are. This is not okay. And I think it's great what USADA is doing. I think it's great what the UFC is doing. Hopefully more fighting promotions take notice and use USADA. Mm -hmm. They're a great service. And they're not like the Russian program that's going to pump you full of synthol. The Spellator? Test with USADA? No. <laughs> I think they know they do they do like drug tests. They, they do, do drug tests. You guys go. What you saw? They do commission no. drug testing. Which what does is that mean? Commission, they don't come to your house. <laughs> if they find you could send your sample in. Hey, hey, we need your sample. Okay. I'm sending it now. <laughs> You'll get it in four to six business days. <laughs> don't wait. So Hold up. your breath. Could you imagine? Oh, you need some urine? Okay. Oh, shit. This is fucking Mountain Dew. I actually needed this one. (laughs) This is Mountain Dew. No, no. It's my urine. It's my sample. Well, Insomniacs, I hope you enjoyed the second installation of the MMA submission. We covered a broad range of topics this time, guys. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. I I think I have to apologize. Yeah, to Dana White probably. (laughs) You know, he did save that Thai girl's life. Check our Twitter at CSWS Podcast. Matt will be publishing his apology show. I will. In writing. Speaking of that, as always, you can connect with the show and its hosts on Twitter and Instagram at CSWS Podcast. That is CSWS Podcast. We do have one of the most active Instagram and Twitter feeds if you want to catch up on everything film, TV, and MMA. Now, remember, to never miss an episode, you can subscribe to the Bucket of Win YouTube channel and the Bucket of Win Podbean at bucketofwin.podbean.com. We love you, YouTube peeps. We love you, Podbean peeps. And now we love you, Google Play peeps. We are on there for all you Android folks. Those who have yet to give in to the supremacy of the iPhone, we welcome you to listen to our show. Everybody's welcome. Everybody, you know. No judgment here. (laughs) Seven likes. Seven likes. And I will break this table in half. Really? Uh, absolutely. 
Really? Not. Okay. All right, that'll do it I for... Will. No, you will not. Seven likes. Seven likes. Check your local news. Seven likes. <laughs> streaking. There will be streaking. Mason will be running down the street. Well, that'll do it for us Insomniacs. And remember, don't check under the bed. Catch you later. Please stand by for further details. We return you now to your regularly scheduled program.